Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Screaming for Progress. I'm your host Stuart Lang at OutAfterDark216 on Twitter. Alongside me, as usual, I have the grim fish, Liam Morrow. Liam, how are you doing today? Um, yeah, I'm alright, apart from wrecking Christmas, being stuffed down my throat, but well, my wife loves it, so I'm kind of forced. Yeah, <laughs> um, we do all have to kind of smile and accept Christmas as an eventuality, which is a nice uh, nice segue into our Chapter 57 title, which is Enter Smiling, uh, the newest progress show to hit progress on demand. Um, and yeah, overall, pretty decent show. Um, I think that uh, Chapter 56 was not the best thing that they've done, um, but 57 was a nice sort of return to form. Um, just overall, you, what were your thoughts on the show before we go into it sort of match by match? Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was sort of going back to their, you know, some of their earlier chapters yeah. um, that I used to enjoy, and sort of after, it seemed to be after like the super strong style tournament, a couple of them got a bit, I don't know, a bit slow. Yeah. Um, you know, they had the couple in sort of New York and Boston that were okay-ish. Um, but yeah, they it seems to have taken off a bit again, so happy with that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we kind of are in a, um, like a sort of new beginning um, for the, the company, uh, just with, you know, people starting to leave, people going elsewhere, them sort of re... They're kind of rebooting, they're reinventing a little bit, which is fine. Um I hope that they kind of keep what was so likable about about the shows in the first place. And like you say, this this was a bit sort of reminiscent of earlier shows. Um, it's quite interesting. We were talking sort of off air about it and sort of who's going to step up and be the next the next guy. And that's that's really up in the air at the moment. So it's kind of it's kind of exciting. I feel like um, well, there's not really anyone really to root for right now. Um, uh, it's it's good because it could be anyone, you know that that guy could come from come from anywhere. Um, so yeah, pretty good. Um, so we'll just we'll start with the beginning. We'll go through match by match. Um, we had the team of Jimmy Havoc and Mark Haskins. Um, at one point, commentary kind of pointed out there were the three H's, um, which I thought was <laughs> um, I thought was pretty funny. Um, you got to watch that. Uh, Watch that comparison there, you know, the, the, the yeah. trio of H's there. Um, Hunter, Hunter Hearst Haskins. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, Jimmy Havoc, Mark Haskins, accompanied with the always, always wonderful Vicky Haskins and her large bat. Um, we we saw them at, at Chapter 56, um, you know, killing Jack Sexsmith with this the spiky bat that I complained about last time as being kind of unrealistic. And Sexsmith came out and he was granted a mystery partner. Um, and we got Matt Riddle, which was a, a big surprise. It wasn't announced beforehand. He wasn't, um, it, was, it was kept pretty pretty well secret. And there was only sort of one big surprise throughout the rest of the night that probably beat this one. So, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty good to see Matt Riddle again. They were announced as the sexy bros. And uh, yeah, we we had a, a sort of fifteen minute match. Um, what what were your thoughts on this one? Um, I thought Havoc and Haskins they definitely look 
dangerous together as a tag team. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know whether they've sort of tagged in other companies with each other, so they've sort of built up a rapport. But, um, yeah, they look like probably tag champs at some point. Um, Jack Sexsmith, actually, he's sort of... I liked him anyway, but he's sort of his actual technique in the ring has started to come quite good yeah um, and you know Matt Riddle he's just Matt Riddle he's usually awesome anyway so <laughs> yeah I mean that's one thing I think that is is to be touched upon like Jack Sexsmith um, he was trained by Jimmy Havoc actually I always thought that Sexsmith looked kind of sloppy in the ring Um. But he's he has improved. This was a good fun match. It sort of ended with Matt Riddle being uh, taped to the ring post by Havoc and Haskins, which allowed them to hit every move on the planet on Sex Smith <laughs> to put him away. Um, and then it was like this sort of weird acid rainmaker super kick thing that they did to finish him. Um, and yeah, they 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 looked like killers. Um, I think the only the only thing that for me is making me disagree with you saying about like tag champs at some point is what happened on Sunday night at chapter 58, but yeah, we can't really talk about that. I've been trying yet. to get away from spoilers for that. Yeah. It's, I kind of saw it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so we will, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that as and when we see it and when it happens, hopefully we'll be a lot quicker in getting the next chapter up online. Apologies for the delay. I uh, didn't say that at the start of the episode, but um, yeah, so Havoc and Haskins looked like killers. They took Riddle out of the match well so that he didn't really lose any steam um, and they were able to kill Sexsmith. So all in all, good start to the show. Um, <laughs> next up, we had an Atlas match uh, with Joe Coffey uh, coming in to replace his ICW buddy Wolfgang against Doug Williams, uh, who's wrestled for 800 years um, kind of <laughs> everywhere except the big leagues really um, I feel like he probably wrestled like giant haystacks like many years ago but <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway um, this was okay I mean I'm I'm, I'm not a massive Joe Coffey fan um, I certainly thought the match that he put on at ICW uh, Fear and Loathing against BT Gun was a lot better than this um, although you know you kind of stuck with your dance partner in a wrestling match, but uh, I think for for an Atlas competitor, I think Joe Coffey is a a pretty good addition. Um, what what did you think here? I mean, do you see it as more than just a typical Atlas match? Um, yeah, I mean, Doug Williams. He sort of Williams touched upon it. It it looks like he might be now coming to the end of his career like because he he's been around oh god what like 30 something years all in all um (laughs) which for for what they do is a long time yeah you know even even like triple h who's he's still in amazing condition he can't do it week in week out like he used to yeah um because it takes a toll but you know, he's, you can still kind of see he's, you know, he hasn't lost his technique, but he just hasn't got his speed or anything anymore. Yeah. Um, 
Although he did try something off the top rope. Yeah, that was, it was like a, a sort of diving uppercut thing, wasn't it? It was kind of weird. Yeah. Sort of almost like Cesaro-esque kind of, um, kind of dive. But yeah, when you say about him not being able to do it anymore, he did kind of touch upon that at the end of the um at the end of the match. Joe Coffey picked up the win with his discus lariat. Um, he he took the mic and said he didn't think that he could do it anymore. Um, and and do you know what? That's a shame. I don't like seeing guys retire, but. <sighs> It's probably he's probably earned it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He's had a you know a pretty good career. He's been all over the world and had matches with well almost everyone, I think. So yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's it's probably he's he's well deserving of it. So Doug, take a, take your time and and you know maybe just maybe just relax a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um. So next up, we had a four way. Um, Four-way women's match um, between Alex Windsor, Candy Floss, Dahlia Black, and Ginny. This was to um, announce the number one contender for Tony Storm's women's championship. Uh, Tony was on commentary for it, which was fine. Got to see her; that's good. Uh, we got to hear her; that's also kind of good. So um, perfect. Uh, Dahlia and Ginny kind of went right at it. Um, as, as soon as it started, they killed each other on the chairs. It was disgusting. Um, <laughs> by all accounts, uh, chapter 50, 58, sorry, um, they have an absolute war. So I'm looking forward to seeing that one. Um, and, yeah, it ended up being sort of Alex Windsor and Candy Floss. Um, this was better than I expected it to be, to be honest. Um, I'm not a fan of Alex Windsor, and I've only seen Candy Floss briefly, but... Um, yeah, I think I think it was a pretty decent outing, actually. Um, I'd probably say to this point, it was, it, it was probably my so the, to this point in the show, it was my match of the night. Um, I think. Um, thankfully we got better throughout the rest of the night, but like to this point, I thought this was the best thing on the show. Yeah, I mean, I liked I liked um, Ginny and Dahlia Black. Um, I think. Um, Alex Windsor winning it was maybe because she was originally in that um, sort of eight woman tournament. Yeah. Um, and she had to drop out last minute. Yeah. Um, to be replaced by Ginny. So yeah. um, I think maybe that was like a kind of redemption storyline for her. Yeah. Um, I. I can possibly see her beating Tony Storm because um, Storm's had that title now for a long time. Um, so it's going to take, I think, something big to upset her. Um, but yeah, I mean, Candy Floss was okay. Um, I, like you, I haven't seen much of her, so. I can't say how this stacks up to another match she might have been in. Yeah. I mean, she's basically a female bubblegum, isn't she? Like... Yeah, it's a stupid name. It's a stupid name, but kind of, like, kind of serviceable in the ring. Um, I I can't agree with Alex Windsor defeating Tony Storm. Um, I I think she's going to be picked up and chewed up and spat out. Um, 
I think that Windsor was probably the one person here that was least interesting. To be honest, I think that obviously Dahlia and Ginny were battering into each other, set yeah. up their match because that's been building for weeks. Um, Candy Floss was never going to get the the nod being this new in. So, yeah, I think that Windsor kind of won by default. I think that we're probably going to, I think we're probably going to see somebody kind of new in to take the belt from Tony. I think, I think we're going to end up seeing this is just again total prediction. I feel like we're going to see somebody like Viper coming in to take the belt off of Tony. And that that in a progress ring is a match I would love to see. Yeah. Um, because you could kind of see flashes when they they were together in the May Young Classic. Yeah. Um, and you kind of you saw what the match could be. So I think in in somewhere like Progress, that would be an incredible match. Yeah. Probably a like a sort of show stealer match. Yeah, exactly. That would be phenomenal. You never know; they might uh, they might somehow build it another year, and uh, we could see it at the <laughs> at Wembley. You never know. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I doubt. It. I don't think Tony Storm's holding the belt that long. <laughs> she's not. She's not Asuka. Um, no. But yeah, so again, this was that was a good fun match. We've got our number one contender for the women's belt, and uh, yeah, we've finally got a bit of a bit of intrigue in the women's division again. Um, next up, we had uh, Grizzled Young Vets, who's James Drake and Zach Gibson taking on Mustache Mountain. What was originally scheduled to be a two on two tag team match, um, plenty of fun in the introductions, and um, they went on probably about 10-15 minutes. Talking about how James Drake and and the two of them had the WWE contracts and Zach Gibson didn't. He was the only one. Um, there was a whole load of nonsense about dad boards and just yeah, it it was what it was. It feels really weird watching uh, British Strong Style as as good guys all of a sudden are just kind of meant to forgive and forget. Um, yeah. After the promo at chapter fifty six, where Pete Dunne was like, you know. Yeah, we attempted murder a number of times. We're sorry. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, the crowd went mild when Joseph Connors came out and attacked. Um, he then claimed that Pete Dunne would be sunning himself in Orlando. And yeah, big surprise, big pop of the night as well. And it was when Pete Dunne came out and we got a six-man tag. So um, about the match, what was... Um, what did you think here? I know you thought pretty highly of it, I think. Um, yeah, it was... I really liked it. Um, I... The more I see of Trent Seven, the more I'm liking him. Um, I, I don't know why, but he's... I can see him as... Probably not as good as Kevin Owens, but that type of character. Like, yeah. He doesn't look like your typical wrestler sort of thing. Um, no, Tyler Bate as normal, just throwing people around more than he's got any right to for someone his size. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, no, Grizzled Young Vets, they just look really strong at the moment. Yeah. Um, Joseph Connors, I don't really care about, to be honest, but. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that's the problem is that Joseph Connors. I think they wanted a much better, um, much better reaction to, um, 
mm-hmm. with him having been in the the uh, UK Championship and stuff like that. Um, yeah, like it was a thing that happened, and I, I don't care. I don't want to see him pushed up the progress ranks. Um, I, th- I think I'd be quite happy if he was if he was done. Really, he's not interesting. I think we've got people who do his character better in <coughs> in James Drake in Mark Haskins for example like both of these guys are much more serviceable and more charismatic than Joseph Connors um and apart from you know he, he looks pretty mean like I don't, I don't really see what he gives the show at all to be honest um no I, no I just haven't I haven't seen anything from him so far that makes me to sort of notice him. Yeah. Like he's just just sort of there. Um, but the the best part of the match, I think, was Pete Dunne using one of the security guards to kick, I think it was Connors, but then still throwing him back in the crowd like he used to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I just thought that's like just something for the sort of the older fans who remember him before he went off to WWE. Yeah, well, I mean, what I didn't like was the sort of lack of lack of con- uh, lack of continuity throughout the match. Because at the start, you know, they were fighting out in the crowd. Trent Seven, like he used a purse and a kid. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and neither of these were DQs, but then we saw, and it's it's rare a DQ in progress, like we don't see it very often. So the fact that there was a chair shot in a six man tag to to end it, like it just it felt really empty, um, and and that I think, really ruined it for me to be honest. Like if if I neither team the, can the lose, don't make the thing, match. Mm. I think the purse thing, the match hadn't officially started. Right, okay. Possibly. I can't I can't remember how it sort of happened, but I'm pretty sure they started fighting before the bell had even rung. Yeah, see, I, I seem to... I, I think it's because Smallman made the announcement and then Tyler kind of jumped straight outside. So, yeah, maybe you're right there. Um, yeah. But even so, like a, pro, a a DQ doesn't happen often in progress, um, and it just the end spoiled the match for me, because um, otherwise I thought it was pretty good. Um, aside from Joseph Connors, but <laughs> you know, um, yeah, but bit of a flat one that it kind of kind of left me feeling a bit bit deflated. But we do have Dunn and Connors set up. Uh, for a coming chapter, so we're going to see that pretty soon. So hopefully Pete Dunne gets a, a sort of big farewell win, and that's the last we see of Connors as well. That'd be wonderful. Thanks, Progress. <laughs> <laughs> so next up, we had the Progress Tag Team Championships on the line between CCK and Ring Camp, which includes the Atlas Champion Volter, um, and it was Timothy Thatcher as well, because um, obviously Dieter is now in NXT doing whatever he's doing over there so good for him better for these guys um yeah I mean CCK went for it like before the bell which kind of made sense but also like they're meant to be kind of the faces here um we got some sick fucking tag moves um this was pretty good fun as well I had a lot of good uh 
I thought it was a really good tag match. Um, ended with CCK um, hitting their, their sick fucking tag move. Thatcher uh, got hit by the Brain Buster by Lycos, which was incredible. Yeah. Um, like, I still can't really believe that I saw that. Um, yeah, because nine times out of ten, he never actually manages to even lift him in the air. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. For for all the times that you hear that you hear the shout and don't see the move, <laughs> it was a very surprising one. Um, but yeah, what what did you reckon here? Um, yeah, I think it was you know quite a strong tag match. Um, people keep trying to knife edge chop with. Volta, and I, I can't understand why, because <laughs> yeah. he's got by by all reckoning, he's got one of like the nastiest chops there is. Yeah. So, um, you know, someone like Kid Lycos is chopping him, and it's you know almost half his size. Just don't bother. Yeah. And he, he hit a, he hit a nasty one on um. Not. Oh, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Chris Brooks. Chris Brooks, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, my mind just went blank then. <laughs> yeah, he hit a really nasty one on Chris Brooks yeah. and just completely flattened him. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, Volta's another one who... I think he's going in tag matches because they just... They don't have anyone for him to go against for the mm. Atlas title. Yeah. Um. They need to put him against Keith Lee. They have to. Yeah, I, I think that, <laughs> that that makes a lot of sense, actually. I really like that idea. Um, and yeah, kind of speaking of Keith Lee, uh, he was up next. So yeah, CCK retained, so on and so forth. But this this upcoming match was probably my match of the night. I thought it was great fun. Um, I love Keith Lee. I love him. I am absolutely basking in his glory. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, the... the no homo kind of way, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we had not Keith, that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there is anything wrong with that, but you know, it, it, I'm, I'm a pretty wee guy. He'd kill me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we had Keith Lee taking on Flash Morgan Webster in the co-main event of the evening, and as you'd expect, this was a one, a, a slightly one-sided affair, like a, a Flash bounced around like a pinball for him and he made he made Lee look great like um we got a few near falls around the sort of 10 minute mark for for Webster um in the sort of David Goliath kind of way but uh yeah Keith Lee's incredible like <laughs> yeah he you know he was throwing Webster around with them bills like nothing yeah just he was I mean, he was throwing him higher than himself. Yeah. Which is, you know, probably half just his strength and half Webster selling it. But, yeah. You know, as much as much as I do like Flash Morgan Webster, I think he's got quite a bright future. But, you know, he's, he seems to be allotted at the moment to making other people look good. Yeah. I mean, I think he's a bit detrimental to him at the moment. Well, I think that's some people just end up falling into that category because, like, I don't, I don't see him as as championship material. 
Like I don't see him as WWE material. Like he was he was scheduled for the the UK Championship, um, and and replaced. Um, I mean it was due to injury, but like because of his bad timing on that, you know it's it's he's missed this big opportunity and he's now back and he is working and putting people over. Um, so it's it's where does he go because you know. He's he's not going to get the same sort of, um, like I'm trying to think of the right way. He's not going to get the same um, opportunities is the word that I've been searching for so fucking painfully there. Um, as the likes of Mark Andrews or Travis, uh, Travis Banks, Tyler Bay, the guys who are on the sort of radar of other companies. Um, you know he's a good worker, but he's been there since you know, nearly day one and, yeah. and he's not looking like he's really going up, you know? No, I think, I think if he, if, if progress had a sort of mid level title, like a intercontinental or us title, I yeah. think he'd be in that sort of range at the moment. Yeah. Um, maybe not even as sort of a long standing champion, just the one who occasionally, sort of goes for it yeah um, which um which is a shame because i i do like him and when he's in the ring i can i can kind of see the talent he's got but i don't know i don't know whether it's his character yeah. or because i know the whole the whole mod thing that is him um, yeah because i watched his um road back to malice thing um, yeah and that is what he's genuinely like so Maybe he just needs to, don't know. I don't know. I can't place my finger on it. Yeah, I mean, you'd sort of said that he might be um, someone that ends up in the championship picture, and I uh, just I can't really can't really agree with that. But I do like what you said about Lee um, going on to challenge for the Atlas title. Uh, I think yeah. Lee and Volter is probably it's. I, I hadn't thought about it until you've said it, but right now it's the only match I want to see. <laughs> I, I, I literally couldn't care less about anything else until that happens. Yeah, they, they need a bigger ring, mate. They they will absolutely need a bigger <laughs> ring. <laughs> or at least a stronger one. Yeah, potentially they just don't put the ring up. Like they build the ring after that match, just let it <laughs> tend to let it happen. Just yeah. if everyone puts their jackets down in the middle of the floor, like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just a few mats. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, exactly. It's perfect. Um, last up, we had the Progress Championship match. Uh, Travis Banks taking on Mark Andrews. Um, I, this match didn't sit particularly well with me. Um, I I think it was fine for the most part. But I feel like Mark Andrews got a lot of offense in before Banks inevitably retained. Um, like I feel like they've put too much into the build of Banks as champion for them to pass it on to another face like quite quickly. Um, and that kind of makes me wonder what they're going to do going forward with him because I don't I don't know that they're going to have him hold the belt for nearly as long as Pete Dunne did um, but you know Mark Andrews wasn't going to win especially when you know Keith Lee didn't either you know no. um, and like with with the, Travis Banks has faced um, 
you know, Pete Dunne, Matt Riddle um, at chapter 58, which I've actually, I've not seen the result of, despite the fact I could probably guess, um, and Keith Lee. And Mark Andrews just isn't like those guys. Like, And I feel like Mark got most of the offense in in this match. And you said that Travis Banks potentially making him like a bit of an underdog champion. They didn't build him as an underdog challenger. No. So no, I know I know what you mean about it not sitting right. Like he was you know, all through super strong style tournament and his matches, you know, before finally getting to Pete Dunne, he just he looked so strong and now yeah. he, you know, struggles against Mark Andrews who nothing against him, but yeah. you know, Banks how he was should be, you know, walking over that. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I I think they've got him as champion, and now they don't really know what to do with him. Yeah, well, I I do have a horrible feeling that we're going to see um, the the aftermath of the match coming into play soon, in that we saw Eddie Dennis come out and attack Mark Andrews um, with the FSU T-shirt on. Um, he attacked Banks as well. He posed with the belt. And I have a horrible feeling that we're going to get the Eddie Dennis Mark Andrews match that Dennis is going to win, and I feel like we're then going to get Dennis versus Banks, and I think they're going to put the belt on Eddie Dennis. Yeah, it, it I, does I, seem like that. Yep, yeah, and I, I, I just am not happy about that at all. I think Eddie Dennis is fine, but. Like that's it, you know. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. He's not a big time guy. Um, I, I like. See, the... I'm really liking Eddie Dennis at the moment. Well, that's I, know, fair. I know, I know. It's one of the one of the few things we disagree on. But yeah. it, yeah, I just, I, I can just see him as a champion at the moment. Well, I think the way he is. I think you you will sooner than later. Actually, um, I think we're probably going to end up with Dennis or as champion probably around the around Thunderbastard. I think, um, which in a, a few months' time, I, th- I think Dennis is going to be champion by then. Um, because mm-hmm. you know, like behind, I don't like talking about behind the scenes stuff, but like he's just recently made the jump to being full time. He's well liked in the community. Um, he's a hard worker. He's 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 a safe worker as well. Um, and yeah, I just think that I think we're going to see it. I think we're going to see Dennis as a heel champion. We may eventually that may eventually lead to like Mark Andrews finally winning the big one. Um, but I think that again, I think that depends on what's happening with Andrews and his WWE status. Um, yeah. And that they might miss the boat for that because. <clears throat> Given the way that Progress like to build these things, that would be a showdown for the likes of the, for the likes of Wembley next year. You know, Eddie Dennis going in as heel champion with Mark Andrews finally getting a shot at redemption against his former friend and winning the title that he's never been able to hold for more than ten minutes. But that's that's a year away. You know, that's a year away, and I just don't think we're going to see that kind of long term booking. Especially as at any moment, Mark Andrews could be gone. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, 
I would say if Mark Andrews does go full time WWE, he'd end up in the cruiserweight division, which yeah. he's so much better than. Yeah. But you know, it's I know I know what you're saying with the whole face versus heel thing. Um but I I can't see them having a match over the title for some reason. Um you know, I don't if, think it has to be now. Dennis, sorry, it, it it doesn't have to be for the title now. But I think if Dennis wins over Andrews soon, and then Andrews goes and does what he's doing in WWE or whatever, to then come back around this sort of summertime, yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm thinking. I don't think they're going to go for the belt soon, but that's that's the only sort of rational booking I can think of around the championship at the yeah. moment, because otherwise I feel like it's kind of treading water until they figure it out. Yeah, I can... I mean, I'd like to see Mark Andrews possibly in a match with Pete Dunne for the UK title. Um, I think if they use him like that, yeah, then, you know, all would be fine. Um, so, it, I mean, that is a possibility, but... As you say, when it comes to WWE, you don't know what their plans are. No. So you just have to hold your breath, really. Exactly. You just have to go in, enter smiling. Um, yeah, so overall in the show, um, yeah, it was it was good. I mean, there was nothing in it. There, there, I don't think there was any particularly bad matches on the card at all. Um, if anything, I'd probably have to say that the championship match was the one that impressed me the least. But I think I, I expected more from it. Um, the tag match was good. The tag title match, sorry, the British Strong Style match was fun. Um, Lee and Webster, all good. So yeah, I mean nothing bad on it, but nothing that I would really say is a sort of must watch. Unfortunately, um, hopefully there was at Chapter Fifty Eight. Yeah, it looks like that was a pretty eventful show. So yeah, well there we go. It should be. Well, judging by how this one was, it probably be on demand by Sunday. Well, I hope that that's what I'm doing on Sunday night. Um, <laughs> other than that, thanks everyone for listening to the show. Um, we'll be back soon as possible for Chapter 58. Make sure that you keep up with us on Twitter and Facebook. Um, if you search Facebook, it's Screaming for Progress. And we are Progress Scream on Twitter if you want to keep up and just keep up to date with when we're going to be recording and putting new shows out. Other than that, we're all good. So, Liam, thanks again. Cheers. Cheers. Peace out, everyone. Don't be a dick. <laughs>